Welcome to Miss Jungle's class, a podcast dedicated to the happenings of Miss Jungle's math class at Abraham Lincoln High School. Here you can get the latest updates on the course schedule for your class, along with a quick review of the content studied each week. For parents listening to the podcast, this is a great way to get updates on what's going on in your student's math class. This week, we'll be talking about what's been going on in Honors Algebra 2 and Geometry. I'm Miss Jungle. Let's get started. So in Honors Algebra 2, we've been talking about recursive sequences. Uh, and what a recursive sequence is, it's this idea that what happens next happen, or depends upon what happened right before it. So for example, if I have a certain amount of money I make every week, but every week I make $20 more, I don't know how much money I made in a week unless I know how much I made the week before. So if I made $100 the first week, I would make $120 the next week and $140 the week after that. It just depends on what happened the week before. So that's this idea of a recursive sequence. Um, and what I'd like to really focus on in this episode is some very common misconceptions that I've been seeing in class. So one of the first misconceptions that we saw in class was this idea of the of machine's value versus the amount it depreciates. Um, so when you take a look at how much a machine's value is, it's how much it's worth. The word problem that we talked about in class asked how much it would depreciate. So that actually is a different thing. It, um, depreciation is the amount the value decreases. So notice it's not the value itself, it's how much it actually decreases. Um, now when we write an arithmetic sequence formula, remember that it comes in two parts. One is actually the recursive component, and so we know for an arithmetic sequence that is always u sub n is equal to u sub n minus 1 plus whatever the common difference is for that particular problem. For a geometric sequence, that recursive portion would be u sub n is equal to r, the common ratio, times u sub n minus 1. One of the biggest things that I see students forgetting over and over and over again is to make sure they actually tell me where the sequence begins. Now that could be either at u sub 0 or u sub 1 depending upon the scenario. If I'm just starting off, like I just bought a car, bought it off the lot, it would make sense that as far as years are concerned, when I first buy the car, I'm at u sub 0 because no time has passed by. However, if I'm talking about things in terms of I make $100 during the first week, then I'm beginning with the first week, not no time, so it would be u sub 1. So we talked about in class how it depends upon the scenario, whether you're starting with a u sub 0 or whether you're starting with a u sub 1 in your recursive formula. What I will repeat again that I hope you remember for any quiz or test or any time you're talking about a recursive sequence is that in order to give a complete formula, you need both the recursive portion with the u sub n and the first term of the sequence. Now I'm going to take a minute to review the difference between a geometric and an arithmetic sequence. So an arithmetic sequence has a common difference. This means that I am adding or subtracting the same amount each time. A geometric sequence has a common ratio, which means I am multiplying by the same fraction or value every time. So for example, if I add 2 
each time, it's plus two. But if I double my sequence each time, then I'm multiplying by two. So that's the difference between arithmetic and geometric. Remember, for a geometric sequence, if I'm increasing in value, I am multiplying by a value that is greater than one. For a geometric sequence, if I am decreasing in value, I am multiplying by a value that is less than one. For an arithmetic sequence, if I'm adding a positive value, I'm increasing. If I am subtracting or adding a negative value for an arithmetic sequence, I am decreasing in value. So these are some of the big key points we've been going over in class. You should be able to do the following. I should be able to write a recursive formula from a given sequence. I should be able to use a given formula to find the first so many terms of the sequence. And I should be able to do this all in the context of a word problem. So I should be able to pick out, based upon the language of the word problem, whether it's arithmetic or geometric, and which, uh, which thing I'm doing. Am I adding? And I'm, am I subtracting? Am I multiplying by a number bigger than one? Am I multiplying by a number smaller than one? Really be able to look at a scenario and write the recursive formula from that information. Another reminder, we did go over this idea of exponents and exponent rules last year. That will not be on your quiz or test. Um, so that's all I have for Algebra 2 this week. Let's head over to Geometry. So in geometry, we've really done a little bit of a review of Algebra 1 that included combining like terms. So for example, you can combine 2x and 3x to get 5x. We also talked about solving equations. So typically what this looks like is you're going to have to solve for a variable. Maybe it's x, maybe it's another letter, but you're going to try to get it by itself. And the way that we do this is we take a look at what's standing in the way. So you're going to do the reverse order of operations and try to come from the outside inside typically to get x by itself. Now, the big thing that a lot of students seem to forget is that what you do to one side, you have to do to the other side. So for example, if I have x plus 5 equals 12, I want to subtract 5 from both sides. So I subtract the 5, I just get x on the left side, subtract the 5, 12 minus 5 is 7. So make sure you're very careful about the way that those signs look. Um, if you have any questions on solving for equations, make sure you've at least completed the homework that we got last week. The other thing that we practiced last week was the distribution property. So remember, if I have a number on the outside of something that has two terms in parentheses, I'm going to need to distribute that number to both of the terms with multiplication. And then maybe from there, you're going to be able to take that and solve an equation. Now we take a look at the geometry vocabulary. We've been trying really hard to talk about very key words. So for example, line and line segment. Remember, a line goes for forever in both directions. Or as we said in class, forever. Right, the line never ends. Another thing that never ends is a plane. So that's a flat surface that goes on forever. Now, that's a little bit different from a line segment. So a line segment is just a part of a line. And on each end of the line segment, we're gonna have these two points called endpoints. Now, the other thing to keep in mind, if I have two points that are collinear, that means that I have two points that are on the same line. Now, someone in class made a very, very cool observation where they said that a ray was basically a half line. So what a ray is, it's one point, I start from a point, and then I go on forever from that point. 
So on one side of the ray, I have an endpoint. On the other side, I continue on forever. Um, another vocabulary word that we talked about was coplanar. So if points are coplanar, that means that they're all on the same plane. Other things we talked about uh, were the different kinds of angles. So if I have an acute angle, that means it's less than 90 degrees or smaller than a right angle. That's like being smaller than the angle on the corner of a piece of paper. Now, a right angle is, 90, is exactly 90 degrees. That is exactly like the corner of a piece of paper. If an angle is obtuse, it's bigger than 90 degrees, but smaller than 180. So it's bigger than that corner of a piece of paper, but it doesn't go past being a straight line. And we also talked about the different kinds of triangles. Acute triangles have all of the three angles that are going to be less than 90 degrees. If I have a right triangle, then one of the angles are 90 degrees. If I have an obtuse triangle, that means that one of the angles is bigger than 90 degrees. We also talked about different kinds of triangles with respect to how their sides look. So for example, if I have a scalene triangle, that means all three of my sides look different. If I have an isosceles triangle, that means I have two sides that are the same length. And if I have an equilateral triangle, that means that all three sides are going to have the exact same length. Now, other vocabulary that we talked about were um, angle, vertex, and side. So an angle is going to be where two rays meet. It kind of looks like a little corner. Um, and the vertex is going to be that point at the end. The sides is just the two rays on each side. The last thing we've been talking about in geometry is this idea of a midpoint. So a midpoint is basically a point in the middle of two other points. And there is a midpoint formula. So if I have two points, I take the two x values and I add them together and divide it by two. That new value will be the x value of my midpoint. I will also have my two y values. I'll add those together, then divide it by two. That will be the y value of my new midpoint. If at any point you have any questions, please feel free to come and see Ms. Jungle during lunch. That brings us to the end of our episode. Music for the podcast was provided by Lee Rosevere. Our theme song is Archimedes by Jason Stazek. At least, I think that's how you pronounce it. To suggest a topic or idea for the podcast, feel free to email me at missjungle at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Happy mathing.